today, special friend of Win Daily, longtime friend of Win Daily, Ani Sridhar, Sirius XM producer on the Fantasy Sports Radio channel, former sports writer at SoMuchSports.com, reporting on Maryland sports, University of Maryland sports, and a current host, co-host of the Friday Friends podcast. Ani, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Michael. You know, just getting through this quarantine like everybody else, trying to watch old sports games, new sports games. Almost started streaming the Belarusian Soccer League over this weekend because I needed wow. a fix. But other than that, just, uh, you know, binging Netflix TV shows, just trying to get through every day like a normal day. And we appreciate you. And that was always my favorite thing to uh, when I was, we were, we were on the Sirius XM show together when you were a producer. I'd always see what you were sweating that day. Um, <laughs> and it was always enjoyable to you. Get that through, uh, through your voice and to the listeners and understanding you're, uh, you, you are a producer, you're very professional, but uh, you know, you got to have some fun too. You're on the XM, you're on the fantasy channel, right? You got to have a little fun with it. Yeah. I mean, you got to have fun with it. I mean, it helps, it helps in my job as a producer to actually be a part of it as well, because I can always provide the insight and when I need to, and I can help the hosts with content if they don't have something immediately, if they're talking about a team, if they don't know, I'm like, oh, this guy, come on, like he's 3,500 this week on DK. Like, here we go. Just quick IM. They know what they're talking about. So we put out the best product as possible. I love it, man. It was a lot of fun getting to work with you. Now we're working with Dan, we're working with Matt a little bit. I'm pretty sure it's been a minute, obviously, since we I've been in the studio, unfortunately. But hopefully, we get back there soon because that was a lot of fun, man. That was a lot of fun. And um, so the first question I have for you, you know, Win Daily, you know what we're about. We're trying to help people win money, of course, but we're also just trying to help people live their life, have a good mindset, have a good way of going about it. So first question I have for everybody that comes on to hang out with me here for a little bit is. What do you do every day to make sure that you're getting in that win column and you're checking that box to say that you won every single day? You're winning daily. Wow, that's actually a really good question here. Um, first, I like to get three meals in a day if I can. Okay. This is a good oh, time. Oh, we're going with the basics. Oh, All right, basics. Man, let's, three, get let's get it. I get, I get three meals in. I'm winning, you know. But I, I'd like to say if I could learn something new every day, especially this when I'm like stuck at home, there's no excuse for me not to. I got to learn something new. Watch, even if that's watching something new. If I start a new TV show, boom, I've learned something new. I've learned new characters. I've learned a new plot. I've got something going on here to just keep up with the, you know, the normalcy of life, showering every day. Like that's, I have to. It's just so I can keep that routine and just making sure your routine is as similar as it would be if you were going to work every day. I think that helps me win every day. Like, do I know much League of Legends? No. Are a lot of people in the DFS industry now talking about League of Legends? esports i love video games i've been playing video games my whole life i never got into league of legends but this weekend i was like i right, why not let me watch this tournament woke up at like three in the morning not really woke up stayed up ah, there <laughs> three in the morning there we, there we go and i watched some league of legends so i thought that was a win in my book you know i gave it a shot i saw what it was all about and now if i want to i can like put more time into it i respect that and yeah i mean obviously you know you being again on the, the fantasy sports channel at sirius and a lot of the a lot of the content is based around DFS, obviously, and and you know with this essentially being the only thing we can rock with now, we got it. I mean, you've seen what we've done over here at Win Daily. I mean, mm-hmm. they've we've built out an entire projection model, and we have one of the top twenty five esports uh, DraftKings players in the entire world now because he put that much time, energy, and effort. And I think he just had a takedown last night as of this recording. Shout out Javi, but um, yeah, man, it's it's just a, it's a weird world we're in, and and we just got to do what we got to do to get by and make sure that we're we're living every day. And so now, now we come to the second question and mm-hmm. we've had this point of contention a couple times on the show. And so are you sad that 
March Madness didn't happen because the Maryland Terps <laughs> would have been ranked really high? Or are you happy that it didn't happen because everyone's going to forget that you guys got blown out by Rutgers? Yes, that Rutgers. And the season's kind of just going to be forgot. Which, which side of the fence are you sitting on? <laughs> I'm actually very upset that March Madness didn't happen, to be honest with you. Of course I put not. A, I lo- Obviously, yeah. that's a joke. but Yeah, yeah, but it, it's, it's more so <laughs> just because like, I put so much of my own time and effort this entire college basketball season, not more on the DFS side, but on the betting side of like really hammering, like taking notes, having all these documents, these spreadsheets of like betting college basketball, what trends to look for, and looking forward to the March Madness tournament so I could really dominate this year when it comes to the bracket. And on top of that, my alma mater was one of the best teams in basketball. This was mm-hmm. one of their best teams in, in a long time that I've seen on the court. And they didn't really have a lot going into next season. So I'm not looking forward to this coming basketball season for college hoops because this was it. This was the year they had two of the best players in the nation and Anthony Cowan and Sticks. And I'm actually upset for Rutgers. I, I, right? I was happy they blew us out because blowing Maryland out meant getting into the tournament for Rutgers. My younger sister goes to Rutgers, so shout out to them. They were going to be in their first NCAA tournament in a very long time, I believe, and they are going to be good for the next couple of years. I saw a lot of recruits are going to Rutgers or choosing Rutgers over Maryland. It's one of the first times that, like, New Jersey high school basketball players are like, wow, we have two good schools in state. We have Seton Hall and we have Rutgers. Why are we going to Maryland to play basketball? Which sucks because we used to get all the best New Jersey basketball recruits, but now they're going to Rutgers. So. Good for Rutgers. They're back on the map when it comes to college hoops, but super sad March Madness didn't happen. Yeah, man. Of course, I'm, everybody's sad about it. It's March yeah. is my, I'd say, second favorite sports month of the year. We get opening day and we get March Madness. The only thing that comes close is October when you get baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, and we have those three days where you have to have four TVs in front of you at once so you can watch it all. But, yeah, man, it's a drag. I just always like bringing that up. And shout out to your sister, Rutgers alum like myself, or at least she <laughs> will be when she graduates. So um, it's good stuff. And, you know, hopefully hopefully we can remember that team because, yeah, I mean, as you say, it's looking up for Rutgers. I'm still going to give – I'm going to wait a little while. We'll, we'll see what happens next season, and we'll see. Because, as you said, it was the best team Maryland's had in a while. You guys have won a national championship since we've even been in the dance. So, you know, That's it's just – yeah. It's just one of those things, I guess, but it's good stuff, man. And I appreciate you having some fun with that. So, you know, as I said before, so you're a former sports writer uh, reporting on Maryland sports. Was this while you were in college, right after, right before? How did that process break down? Yeah, so I was in school at the time. So it was easy for like uh, a publication to like have a student actually go cover the team for them. And um, I did stuff for the college radio station as well. I would call play by play for women's soccer games and stuff like that. But I think it was really cool to be able to like actually cover the women's basketball team at Maryland because the way the NCAA tournament works for the women's side is if you're one of the top four seed, like if you're one of the top four seeds, so one through four in the tournament, you host the first two rounds. So Maryland was always one of the top teams in the nation when women's basketball. So I actually got to cover the Maryland women's team in the NCAA tournament and all the things that go along with March Madness in person, which was honestly a very cool experience for me, even though it wasn't like I got to travel somewhere, but it was still something I could check off my bucket list. You know, March Madness covered it, saw it live, boom, check. Yeah, man. I mean, there's nothing like it. Uh, I always, I love the women's bracket too, man. I'm always into that. I mean, those first couple of rounds, it's kind of almost chalk at that point. You kind of know mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But after that, it's, I want to watch the best players 
at whatever sport it is. I could not care less. And if that's women's college basketball, I'm all for it. I always make sure I watch the final four and I think it gets a bad rap sometimes, but um, no, I totally agree, man. There's nothing like that atmosphere. People are about it. Maryland's a basketball school, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm sure they get, they, they, they have fun for the men's and the women's side. So it's pretty cool that you get that opportunity. So was it always something with sports journalism reporting? Was that kind of the direction you were always leaning or at least by the time you got to Maryland, you kind of knew that's the direction you were going? Um, actually, when I came to Maryland as a freshman, I wanted to be a business major. And then I took accounting as a sophomore and that didn't really work out. I was like, this might be the worst class I've ever taken in my yep, entire life. Down. And um, I switched majors midway through my sophomore year. And I chose journalism just because at the time, because a lot of my prerequisite classes fit that. So I, was, I would still be on path to graduate in four years. So I switched over, really liked it. And uh, the journalism school at Maryland is fantastic. We have one of the better journalism schools in the nation, Merrill School of Journalism. And they have a lot of requirements that you need to graduate with a journalism degree, which included internships, um, published works in like publications. So I had to get a writing gig somehow. I had to do an internship, which is how I got that gig writing for Maryland sports, covering for so much sports. And then I got the internship with SiriusXM in my senior year of college, which ultimately led me to loving sports radio and to where I am now. So. Yeah, man. And that's, that's how we know each other. You were a producer yeah. on our show for a while. It's been, it was a lot of fun when we had you. Um, miss you a lot, but it is what it is. And I think that's, I mean, it's a really interesting path that you took because, you know, I'm assuming you grew up watching sports and loving sports and playing sports like, you know, 80 to 90% of all kids in America, right? But at the same time, you know, kind of sports journal. I mean, what kid at some point didn't want to be a professional athlete or work for ESPN? You know, I can pull granted. My friends are very biased and very skewed, but just about <laughs> everybody at some point wanted to be one of those two things. So it's really interesting how you kind of took the back door or the side door even to try and get into this industry. And so did you, it sounds like you fell in love with the serious XM side. Did you enjoy the reporting and all encompassing and like knowing that, Hey, I'm, you know, Fridays and Saturdays, I'm, I have to work because everyone else is watching sports. Like how did you kind of deal with that aspect of sports journalism? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I did like the reporting part of it to an extent, but I, I'm, I wasn't very good putting words to paper as I am speaking. Mm -hmm. So the radio part of it was really more appealing to me because it's also more free flowing, I guess, you know, you can make a grammatical error while you speak, you can correct it immediately after, or like if you're in radio, you can edit it out. And when it comes to writing, it's just, there's so many key words that you have to get very correct. And the turnaround time when it came to reporting to me was a little bit, a little bit hectic. I'd say like on a deadline, like the game ended at 10, your, your story's got to be there. You got to get it at 10.30 or 10.45. And that race to be first when it came to like reporting really drew me off of it. I wasn't a fan of the whole let's be first instead of being like, let's be right. And also let's be like, let's start a conversation mm -hmm. type. I, I, I was more of a let's have a conversation instead of a let's just get the facts out there and tell people what happened. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's directly led you into sports talk radio. I mean, I'm here in the New York city area, so we have ungodly amounts of, of <laughs> news outlets. I, I don't know exactly what it's like in the DMV, but with, you know, New York, we have, obviously we have, you know, we have ESPN, a dedicated ESPN channel. We have, you know, then the New York sports station, essentially the mm -hmm. fan. I mean, everybody knows about Mike Francesa and, and uh, you know, Christopher Russo and kind of what they did and how they really 
to them, they credit themselves with Sports Talk Radio. I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but <laughs> welcome to New York City. So it's really interesting kind of how all of it has shaped. And so you, you get this opportunity with Sirius and now you, you worked your way up. You've done an incredible job. You're now up to producer. How does the path then lead you into being that guy that's on air? How does that path lead you to doing what, I mean, you fell in love with Sports Talk Radio. I'm sure you love engineering and all that stuff on the back side. But I'm sure you would really love to be on air, right? Or is that just me assuming? Yeah, I mean, the end goal one day is obviously to have my own show, you know, have my voices, my opinions be heard by all millions of Americans everywhere. And I think it's all about hard work. I mean, I started as an intern on Sirius XM and I've worked three years to get myself to where I am now as a producer. And it's it's hard work. It's just grinding every day. I've got a podcast with another but another producer of mine the friday friends we do it every friday we don't really do it to like become big shots it's just honestly to like keep current with like our voices you know so we keep ourselves trained to be a host so if one day we are we'll be like look we've been doing this for like almost a year three years five years now whatever it takes and more so it's who you know like i'm, I'm not really i'm not in this industry to like you know work with just build connections like build connections with my host with my fellow producers you never know who you're going to run into or who's going to hear you on like the Win Daily podcast one day and be like, Hey, look, I heard you on the Win Daily podcast when we were all quarantined. You're great. Come work with us. You know? So it's, it's honestly just making use of every opportunity I get. Hey man, if I can get you another job, a better job that you'd love even more, I would love that opportunity. (laughs) Let me promise you that. And so I guess is this, is this a normal quote unquote normal path? I'm sure there's not really a normal path, but is this a, uh, frequently traveled path for people to get into sports radio by kind of going from the back end to the front end? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I, that's a good question. I just know uh, the host of Alarm After Hours on Series Sex and Fantasy, Justin Fensterman. He was a producer uh, on the channel for a very long time, close to a decade. He was producing and now he's a host. So I, I've seen his you know, his path of how mm-hmm. he got there, his hard work, honestly, one of the inspirations for me to like be able to do that one day, hopefully. And I, I would assume anyone that's is a host has either been a producer or like has written in the past. I think that's another part I have to start doing again. I got to start writing. It's actually beneficial because at Maryland, I didn't take the broadcast journalism path. I actually took the, the multi-platform, the writing oh, wow. path. Okay. So I do have a writing background. So like, I need to start writing again. And with writing comes, you know, podcast opportunities and then getting my voice up there. So mm-hmm. I think writing is also a way to get into the on-air mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And, and to the point you were making before, like, you know, keeping that podcast and doing it not to, again, become a millionaire or try and monetize right. and be Joe Rogan, right? We all wish we could. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But understanding that doing it consistently and, and having that persistent goal to continue to achieve more as we were talking about before trying to win daily every single week you're going to win by putting that podcast out it's not going to be your best it's not going to be your worst every time but it's good to put it out i mean that's how i got the opportunity to start hanging out with you i did 150 or whatever podcast where i interviewed athletes and people in the sports industry i interviewed jason he really liked what i did <laughs> and he said hey man i had lost my co-host on sirius xm can you come help absolutely i had zero yep. i had zero Boom inkling that I would ever be on radio and all of a sudden now I'm thrust into a you know five to seven role my first ever one do you remember it was a Super Bowl 
That was yeah, my super, first ever yeah, show yeah. I did. We talked was, halftime show, and I talked about all the degenerate bets I was making yep. from the coin toss all the way to Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. 100%. Yeah. See, you remember. And it's just like, it's oh, funny yeah. how that works. And I mean, that's a really weird time. And it was a weird show, and I was probably terrible. But doing it more often, I'm going to get better. And hopefully, you know, when sports comes back, I, I continue to get that opportunity. But exactly, you just never know. And the only reason I got that was because Jason wasn't my first interview. He was my 150th or almost 200th. So I was comfortable. I knew my voice at that point. I knew how I could do what I could do. Never live, but it was still fun. And we got that opportunity. So with what you're doing, obviously, as you said, continuing to network, continue to be out there, you're now building a repertoire. You're building a, a Rolodex, a rapport with all of these incredible people in the fantasy sports realm. How do you make sure that, you know, you're not asking, you're not going out being like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Hey, I'm looking for a job. But how do you make sure that everybody understands like, I'm doing this now. I'm going to kick ass at being a producer but my goal is to eventually, you know, I want to be in your seat or I want to be sitting next to you. How do you kind of go about that conversation? Uh, I think it's finding your niche. You know, it's about finding what makes you different than the thousands of other people out there who have a podcast. We're doing the exact same thing here. And I think for me, it's, I mean, you've got millions of football writers. You've got millions of basketball, baseball writers. I'm a huge soccer guy. It's something a lot of people don't know about me, but I watch a ton of soccer, especially European soccer. Premier League, German League, all these leagues, Spanish League. So if I can really break down my niche of being like the soccer guy at one of these like big name companies, there's my in. And once you have an in, it's then it's the sky's the limit, in my opinion. And then they'll be like, oh, this kid talks soccer. Let's see what he can do when it comes to football. Boom. What can he do when it comes to basketball? And then next thing you know, you're up there. I love it, man. That's a smart way of going about it because, yeah, not too many people here talk soccer. Uh, I know we have a couple guys here at Wind Daily that when the Mexican League came about or it was still one of the few things running mm-hmm. in that Turkish league, um, you know, they, they were able to talk their stuff because they did their research and they did everything they needed to do. So 100%, man. I mean, however you got to do it, just do it. You got a cool voice. I mean, I hear you all the time with some of the other guys that are on. I know on Awesomeo. He brings you on all the time and you guys get to chat. I think Jason and I have done it once or twice and just kind of, you know, let you talk. Cause if that's now that I know personally, I didn't know that now that I know, you know, if you're ever a producer again, crossing my fingers, knocking on wood, I mean, no offense <laughs> to those other guys, but a hundred percent will be able to ask you more questions and get your voice out there a little bit more. Cause I mean, there's so many shows again, any pretty much sports radio show you, they always ask the producer a question or, or chat with them right. or do something with them occasionally. So you've already been on national radio. A bunch of people have heard your voice. Nobody's got to get you in that chair, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I appreciate any host that ever brings me on. It's not like I'm running up the rundown and I'm like, throw to Ani right here. Yeah. It's more like <laughs> it, it, it means a lot to me that like someone who has a, you know, a show on the channel is like, Ani, what do you think of this? And I'm able to like give my voice, even mm-hmm. if it's like 20 seconds. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I'll text my dad. I'll be like, yo, look, I was on the show this past Saturday. 20 seconds. No big deal. You know, it might yeah. not be the biggest thing for me, but for him, it's like, hey, look, my son's on national radio for 20 seconds. Boom. There that's, it is. Dude, it's nuts. I remember the yeah. first couple ones I did. Um, my girlfriend got her grandma to turn on Sirius XM. Her grandma has no idea about really anything other than like Duke basketball. And we're just talking about like NBA DFS. She's like, I don't know what's going on, but that's kind of cool. Mike is on the radio. It's like, it's pretty darn cool. I love it. Um, So let's actually talk about your job, I guess, a little bit. Like how you said you got an internship, you know, that was kind of your in. And then, as you said, you took that in and you ran with it. You just got to get your foot in the door. How did you go about getting that job? And I guess, what was it? Was it networking? Was it through the school? How did you kind of get that opportunity? The first opportunity was serious. Yeah. So I applied to be a 
um, I guess, programming intern at SiriusXM starting with my freshman year in college, just because I was like, yeah, it sounds like a cool gig. I wasn't really into the whole, like, I was going to do broadcasting. So I applied for four years straight, actually, and I finally got it. <laughs> it was kind of there remarkable when I got it. I got it my fall semester of my senior year, um, and I got the internship. And then once you're put into the internship, they, like, put you to a specific channel. I got placed out based on what your like likes and things were, you know, I was like, I'm a huge football fan, basketball. I love playing fantasy. I've been doing it for years. They're like, Oh, perfect. Fantasy sports channel right here in DC. I was with them for one semester. They really liked my work. They brought me back for a second semester. And then unfortunately they didn't have an opening on the channel after I graduated to be there. So I worked in the newsroom in DC as an audio editor. So I was cutting up highlights, interviews, all that, just so I still had my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. As soon as an opening came up on the Fantasy Sports Channel, I applied to become an associate producer part-time, got the job, and then I honestly just kept working, kept doing my thing, weekends, nights, whenever they needed me, I was there, and um, I'm, I'm now a producer, honestly. It really worked out with, like, a lot of people left for, like, better opportunities, other opportunities where, like, openings just kept opening up on the channel itself to move up and um, I was able to grasp them. So pretty fortunate, but I will say I will credit my hard work to where I am right now. I was going to say absolutely, you know, fortunate you, you know, you put yourself there and did all yeah. the work, right? I hate when people say they get lucky because I don't really believe in luck. I believe in all the hard work. What is it? Every overnight success takes 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. So it's one of those yeah. things where you put in an ungodly amount of work, as you said, nights and weekends, you did the smart thing, or at least the you know, I don't want to say correct thing because I'm sure there's other opportunities you had, but you said, no, I wanted to work here. I love this fantasy yep. sports channel. It is fantastic. And I, that, that's what I, if I have to listen to something all day, I want it to be that. So you stuck around, you did what you had to do in a, a very smart way. So I think that that's absolutely awesome. And so, as you said, you rose up from an intern. Um, congrats on the four years. Most people would stop applying after like the second, maybe third, yeah. you know, kudos to you for continuing <laughs> to apply. Honestly, that's awesome. It was more desperation at that point because to graduate uh, from the journalism school in Maryland, you had to have an accredited internship with like a company and whatnot. So I was like that, that, that fall, I was like, if I don't get an internship this fall, I'm not walking in May. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's go for it again. Serious XM. <laughs> let's see if they'll get me this time. And they, I luckily got that. So it all worked out. Not luckily again, you put the hard work in, you, <laughs> you did what you had to do, man. And so what exactly we all know the word producer, but what exactly does a producer do? Yeah, so a producer has a multitude of, honestly, responsibilities. One would be coming up with a rundown with the host. I've, uh, another producer has always said it, and I've stuck by it. It's, it's a, every show is 50-50. It's like whenever a host is like, uh, this is how everything should be done, that's not true. It's a 50-50 operation. When it comes to, like, the sound that's being played, like, it's my job to really like find good interviews that like athletes have said during the week or like a highlight, or, like fun segments, like a good radio show isn't always just news, 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 news. You want something fun in between like, like a TV show based segment or something like mm -hmm. that. For example, like the show Entourage, what's your DFS Entourage for this week? Something like that. Five guys, very simple concept, but put a twist to it. Those are some of the responsibilities, you know, and like keep the spice up, keep the hosts on track is another one. I'm always on IM with my hosts while they're in the show, just to be like, all right, let's get back on track now. Hey, this is the timing. Like, let's get out here. Let's break. Uh, a lot of other responsibilities are working the soundboard, uh, making sure you're very like proficient with like, hitting the buttons at the right time, being ready for whenever a host says something to like hit it, 
all that stuff and uh booking guests another big um responsibility for mm-hmm. a producer making sure you get not high profile guests but guests that fit what you're talking mm-hmm. about like we're talking Redskins on this this weekend. Let's get a Redskins beat reporter. Let's see what's going on in training camp because we're not going to have the best insight. They will. Mm-hmm. So that's another big responsibility, I would say. I love it, man. I think it's so interesting. Uh, you know, I fell in love with sports talk radio probably like four or five years ago. And uh, just the personalities and the people. I'm not a huge Stephen A. Smith fan because I don't want someone just screaming at me incessantly <laughs> for like three straight hours. But there's some guys that, you know, you gravitate towards and you like. Again, you know, there's the Mike Francesas of the world, the sports pope, everyone. If you don't know who Mike Francesas is, A, I don't know what you're doing, but B, just go Google it. It's hilarious all the shit that that guy says. <laughs> But it's just funny, like, you know, being here in New York and having multiple channels and multiple places to look and get that information, it's really been able to help me understand kind of how does the landscape work and what does it look like? And it was honestly like, it was kind of like one of those far off dreams, like, yeah, it'd be cool to have a sports talk radio show. And then I actually get the opportunity and I'm, you know, obviously running with it. We can't do it right now or I can't. So that's why I started this podcast too, to talk to people like you a little bit. So it's been a lot of fun and really just understanding that space. And so I guess like what, with Again, you know, so as we were we were talking a couple minutes before you got on, you're you know ten to two tonight or twelve to two. I can't remember the exact time, but you're on. Mm-hmm. What is it like when all these games are on and you just kind of want to be at home or hanging out with your girl or hanging out with your family? And it's like, all right, well, no, I'm actually working Saturday of the Super Bowl from five to seven or or four, whatever the time. Like, how do you deal with that aspect of the job and knowing like, yeah, you're kind of probably paying attention, but you'd most likely rather be sitting on your couch eating chicken wings and drinking beer yeah i mean that's that's the question i've thought about it myself uh actually it's funny you say that past two years one of the biggest shows i produce has been the series xm fantasy football game day show on sundays um 1 p.m to 7 p.m i'm in that seat producing six hours of radio when everybody else is either at a bar at home Mm -hmm. watching their fantasy football team do this do that watching the redskins drinking a beer eating pizza, whatever it is on a Sunday, I'm in there producing six hours of shows. And it's a, it's a different experience. Uh, obviously, I'd be lying if I said I'd like to be out and about. And I don't like to take vacation during football season. And I, I, I give myself one Sunday every year. I'll take off and I'm like, this is my Sunday. I'm watching football at home. That's it. Other than that, I'm in there every Sunday other than that one weekend. And it's, it's, it's rewarding to say the least because – you're like seeing every play the hosts are giving the play by play this score that score and we get to have players come on after the game from stringers they'll call in and be like we get to talk to players and maybe the only thing I'll say to like Michael Thomas is like hey Michael thanks so much for coming on with us today and you'll be like hey, thank you brother at the end of the day I still said five words to Michael Thomas <laughs> way more than me man way more yes. than me someone on the couch is yelling at Michael Thomas for like stepping outside at the one two hours later, I'm talking to Michael Thomas for five seconds. So it's, it's definitely rewarding. And it's, again, it's a 50, 50 thing. The hosts are doing it too. It's not just me. The hosts are there. They're, they're talking about 12 to 14 games for six hours straight. And that's in my, in my eyes, that's remarkable. And I'm, I'm able to be a part of the process, which is nice. Hopefully, all my hard work in the past two years gets me to a different show on Sundays. So I can actually go watch the games at at home, but it it is nice to an extent to be there. And that show did win at FSGA this year for best radio show of the year. So it was nice to see that that work did pay off to an extent. 
Congratulations on that, man. That's not messing around. And yeah, of course, like, again, everyone says they want that. They want that slot. Everyone says like, I would love to be there working. But then after like the second one, people are probably like, wait a second. No, I just want to be at home. So, you know, I I, kudos you, man. Lots of credit, lots of, you know, hard work, obviously. And that's going to be the show that allows you to get the pregame show, right? Yeah. Like I mean, that's that, kind of how That's it works. what I always tell myself. It's like all the other producers on the channel now who are like uh, above me, who have the like the daytime sh- Monday through Friday, the like one to 6 p.m. shows, they've all worked game day. They've all told me they've all worked game day. They've all done the night shows. Like I tell producers that are coming up right now who just starting part-time APs who like complain about doing late night, Thursday nights, late Saturday nights, late Friday nights. I'm like, hey, listen, I did this. I did all of this and now I don't have to because I did it. I did it. I did it well. And I never complained once. Like, obviously I would complain outside of work, but at work never complained once I showed up and I used to do two jobs. I used to do board operating for uh, Verizon digital media services in like uh, near the Dulles airport, which was about like 45 minutes from Sirius XM. But they were basically like, I was board operating for all the watch ESPN games while I was still like a part-timer at Sirius XM because living in the DMV is expensive. So you need mm-hmm. two part-time jobs. And I would finish at 2 a.m. at Sirius and I would start at like 4 a.m. there and I'd sleep in my car for an hour. So it's like when these people are coming up now are like complaining, I'm like, listen, I used to sleep in my car for like an hour and work two jobs. And now I don't have to because I did all of that. So just trust the system, trust the process. If you grind, if you just do the Friday night this week, Late night, your friends are all out. I get it. I've been there. It's awful. FOMO, as they like to call it. In a year, you might not have to be doing that. You're going to be the one that's out on a Friday night, and the next guy's going to be working. So that's what I tell them. It's just, and that's what I've been told. Listen, we've all done it. So it's, there's no easy road. There isn't. And, you know, again, no. the coveted jobs, you don't just get those, right? Exactly. Like, you no. don't just get the the drive time show because you think you're great you know there's people as we were talking about before that have put in years and you know they have their 10,000 hours and then they've done everything that they've needed to do to earn that spot which you eventually will get and I'm very excited for you there um and I just think it's awesome man again I think you're a really cool guy I'm very grateful that you came on what uh, just a couple more questions and I'll let you get out of here so Outside of sports, you were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier. You know, you're always trying to learn. What are you doing? Let's say the world is spinning on its axis. What are you doing every single day to make sure you're keeping up with learning every day, to make sure that you're keeping up with being the best person? Because saying it is one thing. And while in quarantine, as you said, there's really no excuse you can't read 10 pages of a book, right? Right. But when the world is working and everything is moving and you're out and about, how do you make sure that you are sticking to that discipline and you are staying focused and you are keeping that positive mindset? Yeah, so um, I like to play a lot of pickup basketball. That's like one of my things. So we've got a court nearby our house. So like when the weather is nice, I'll go over there and whoever's playing pickup, I'll just be like, I got next. I'll step in, whatever. It's it's more so just to like clear my mind more than like actually like play. You know, I'm a competitive guy. So winning is like, I'll be there. I'm like, listen, I'm playing pickup to win. I'm not playing pickup just to shoot around here. So that's important. Uh, I love watching TV, movies. I'm a big movie buff. Uh, when I was in college, my roommate and I used to throw an Oscars party. That was one of yeah. our big things. That's like, awesome. No one threw parties for the Oscars, but we we're like, oh, we're throwing parties for the Oscars. Like we dress up in a tux. We roll out a red carpet. Oh yeah, we did it all. We got like a red carpet off Amazon, champagne, hors d'oeuvres, the whole the whole nine yards really. So I like to keep up with my movies, my pop culture, binge TV shows. Comes to reading, not gonna lie, haven't read a book in a little bit. 
it's, uh, it's, I'd read more online than I do really like a book itself. I know it's bad for my eyes, but it is what it is. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And I, I know I like to play video games. You know, I'm a huge rocket league guy, call of duty, of course, nowadays, nowadays more than ever, really, I'm playing more video games. Yep. There's really not much else to do. Even the professionals are doing it <laughs> and, uh, just betting when there are sports, I yep. like to bet on pretty much everything and anything i need the action so that's that's probably the biggest one i like that so uh this this little um little monologue you just gave me this little story actually makes a lot of sense so when jason and i were doing one of the shows it was the oscars and we had no idea and you're just like oh well you know parasites like you know it's like plus 300 or whatever the number was <laughs> we're like all right sounds good anything else you're like i think nascar's on we're like all right we'll, we'll talk about nascar <laughs> and then you, like the next segment you're like oh and yeah you know just in case you guys i sent you the the Oscars. So in case you guys wanted to look those over and talk about it, like, dude, we don't know anything about movies, but it makes sense now because you're such a huge movie, but you should have just told us, man, we would have just had you come on to talk about it. That would have been easy. Yeah. I, I bet on the Oscars this year. I bet on it last year. I bet on the Grammys too. To be honest, like if there's odds for it, there's a good odd that I will be betting on it. All right. <laughs> Whether I that's like a dollar that. or $5 or $10, I'm, I'm in on the action pretty much. Hey man, a good sweat never hurt anybody, right? No. That's I what I miss that. the most now. It's, it's the it's, sweat, really. It's weird, man. It's weird. But it's coming back. Sports will be back, we promise. Yep. And, and on that note, I guess, what have you been doing with this, uh, again, quarantine time, time off? I know you told me that none, not as many of the show, you know, like what exactly, how are you going about your time um, with not being in the studio? Um, it's a lot of work from home. I'm able to do a lot of like social media stuff. I wouldn't be able to do really at work time to like make graphics for work and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Ideas. We're seeing new stuff on Twitter every day. Like which house would you be in for quarantine? Yeah. This bingo, that bingo, like pick your top three. Like if your birthday falls between January through February, you're this thing. So it's a lot of that I can do here. Um, I've been doing a lot of NFL draft research that's coming up in a week. Mm -hmm. I'm a big dynasty guy when it comes to football and I'm a big college football fan as well. So it's kind of the bread and butter again for me. I love these prospects coming out. So in my big dynasty uh, football league in our Facebook group, actually a couple of weeks ago, I was so bored. I basically said the entire team is on the block. Send me offers right now. So I've just been wheeling and dealing, making picks, making trades to get some more picks in this rookie draft. So when this draft happens, I'm like taking notes. This is a guy I want in the first round, second round. So it's still working, honestly. Like even when there's no sports, there's always sports to be, mm -hmm. do research on. There's always something around the horizon. And it looks like the Bundesliga in Germany is coming back the first week of May. So once that's back, I'll be ready to go because I'll have my notes ready for Let's. whatever it is. If it's DFS, I'm, I'm winning. I'm taking whatever the biggest contest is down. Let's go. Ani, this was awesome. Uh, Ani, where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ani323 and on Instagram as well. Same uh, handle. We do a podcast every Friday, The oh. Friday Friends. You yeah, can catch I that forgot. also. Tell me a little bit about that one. That's my bad. Yeah, no, it's uh, my uh, fellow producer, Sandro Anello, and I. We started this podcast uh, last June, I believe. So we're almost a year through. We just were like, hey, let's do a Friday Friends podcast. So we talked fantasy football a lot during the football season. We gave our insights, uh, our bets. College basketball came around. You know, I'd give my bets of the week, the bets of the night, because especially college football, we had that Friday night hammer. Usually it was Wake Forest playing, and the easy bet was take Wake Forest and the points and run with it. 
Yep. So that was always fun. And uh, now during the quarantine, we're still doing it. It's just Zoom edition. You know, we do it through camera. We live stream it on Twitter too. So you can see our faces while we do it. We don't hide behind a, a glass. We just keep, you know, six feet of distance between us. <laughs> and uh, it's fun. You know, we're talking social media, like fun topics. We did a whole Tiger King thing last week, of course, because that's been Very the nice the big trend but yeah it's fun you can catch that every friday or anytime you want with spotify anchor wherever you find your podcast but yeah at ani street 23 love it man ani sridhar sirius xm producer on the fantasy sports radio channel really appreciate your time today man i appreciate it a lot michael thank you so much for having me and of course win daily